I get to call her sister. I do, I really actually do. And not just through the airwaves of Clubhouse, not just through the airwaves of this podcast, but in real life, y'all. I had the most amazing opportunity to hang out, to have coffee, while she ate breakfast, yes, together, (laughs) Uh, with the one and only Joy Farley. And so if you don't know who Joy Farley is, she lives in Charlotte. She's a real estate broker specializing in new home construction. This conversation doesn't necessarily lend itself to her high heel or construction boots. It actually lends itself more to the human, to the heart, to the soul, to the family development, to the how, to her testimony of where she was raised, who she was raised by, and some of her favorite just personal development revelations that have been a part of her faith. And so I know you're going to love it, not only because it made me tear up mm, a lot, even though my cheeks were hurting from smiling, it was like those tears that were transpiring behind the lens as she was sharing about the beauty of the covenant love of marriage, about being an actual family and what that means from a love without borders, a love with ultimate grace and all the other things a part of her family. I mean, they're all of her siblings. Yes, there are seven, I believe, in connection to her. They're either NFL players or they perform in at the Met in the New York City Ballet. I mean, just to see the thriving because of the grace, because of the willingness, and because of God only. There's only one story, and all the stories to the Fit and Faith podcast lend itself to who he is. So hang out, jump for joy with me as we introduce Joy Farley. Follow her on social media, tag us both, get involved, get invested. And I know we'll be together again soon. So hopefully you'll be at the coffee table next. Bye, y'all. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. Welcome, welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast. I am so excited to be here with my friend Joy Farley today. If you guys don't know her, then you haven't been hanging out with me pretty much for the last year and a half on Clubhouse. And that's okay because <laughs> Joy and I are hanging out live in person right now on the Fit and Fame podcast. What's up, girlfriend? What's happening? I love the intro music. I was backstage dancing. Love right? it. Right? I knew you would be. Y'all, if you don't know Joy, she might be in heels. She might be in combat boots. She might be in construction boots. You never know. She is all over the map and her fashion is always on point. I was going to say on fleek. Do they say that anymore? <laughs> you can say on fleek. I mean, some of the kids are saying. <laughs> that I won't judge you. That? I'm not that cool. <laughs> 
I love it. So Joy, I can't wait to just share with people. I mean, there's been such a behind the scenes friendship that's evolved with us over the course of the last year for since first meeting in Breakfast with Champions last year. And it's one of authenticity. It's one of jokes. It's one of lightheartedness, but it's also one of great depth. And uh, I feel like that's what you bring to every relationship and whether it's through an audio app or um, in person, because I know you are a friend collector. I'd love to just kind of uh, take a back uh, stage pass on the life that's been cultivated and who Joy is and how that's come to be shaped the way that you are. Oh, I love it. So I love just being here live with you. I feel like it's one thing to hear people's voices. It's another thing to see their faces. And when you Combine them both. It's just magic. So thank you for I know, having me And I today. have to tell you, I'm going to be in Charlotte soon. So this is really going to be an IRL thing. I'm gonna, I'll send you all the deets after. Send me the deets. Send me the deets. I literally have spent the past week with so many of our friends from Clubhouse. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, why can't I be there? And I'm like, hey, if you're ever in my city, if you're ever close to my city, if I need to hop on a plane. Um, but that's what genuine friendships look like you go the extra mile for each other you cheer for each other if there's something that you're doing i want to know about it i want to share about it i want to talk about it and when people say joy you're just a friend collector i just take friendship really seriously it's not just something that oh that's that's my friend but you show up for each other and you cheer and I like to say I'm everybody's CHO. I'll be your chief hype woman officer any day of the week. Um, I like to say the C-suite, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but it is just, I mean, I think of a lifetime of not just collecting friends, but just being present. And I think I truly get that for my mom. If anyone knows Felinda, she doesn't know a stranger. She will meet her best friend in the line at the grocery store, exchange information before you know it they're at the house with you know sunday lunch and that's been my entire life um i'm one of seven kids so we always joke about well i, I always had insulated friends but i was always friends with their friends and then this multiplication i'm not good at math but it's like oh well, you have a bunch <laughs> of friends and i've got a bunch of friends and you've got a bunch of friends and everyone's just all you know at the house and my favorite thing these days especially as an adult on the weekend, sometimes I'll pick up the phone and call my brothers and be like, hey, you want to go talk to strangers? <laughs> like, no. It's our favorite thing to do. That's and awesome. We literally, we'll just go somewhere random and just hang out with new people, connect. And before you know it, you're exchanging information on Instagram or, oh, you're in real estate. Oh, I need da-da-da-da. And it is so much fun. But I just think that is God's biggest gift to me is a personality that leans in. And it's great in business. It's great in life. And... I don't know any strangers and I don't even check the tag anymore. I just throw friends in the bag. I'm like, oh, just, <laughs> you've been collected. So Come on in. <laughs> That's so good. And I love that you said, like, even with your siblings, like that built in insulation, I was really close with one of my siblings and the other one, like we're still working on it. Right. And yet we know that we have each other's back. I believe right. that without a shadow of a doubt, like I would drop anything if there was any, you know, anything at the end of the day that they needed. And I think it's important for us to recognize in a society that's so disconnected, the collecting factor, that connection factor that your mom exampled without social media, without all of the gadgets, right? It's just like go out into the community and that's been heart. something. Yeah, heart to heart. Exactly. Like B to B, B to C, or what about H to H, H, H right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So good. So talk to us through like 
the the sibling my potential rivalries or maybe that wasn't an example of your household. I don't know much about your mom. I feel like I know a lot about your dad through social media. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. I, it is. So That's I just feel me. like I know dad. Like I feel like he's just this like comforting little like space of wisdom and you have that portrayed. So now it's cool to learn about mama too. But like right, confidence Where'd the friction stuff come? Where Where's that hardships? Oh my gosh. Well, growing up with seven, seven of us, I mean, on paper, we grew up under the poverty line, if you're just looking at facts. And that never stopped us from doing anything. I think authenticity and relatability and all these things that are really kind of buzzwords in social media land right now, that's in my mom's whole life. You know, she's always been a truth teller. She has always been just one who will just tell it like it is in grace and in truth and to say, Hey, like there is no Christmas. My husband just lost his job or, you know, the, our landlord is selling our house. And we have nowhere to go. Um, when you don't have a house, that means you're homeless. You know, our pastor growing up, you know, being in one of those situations being like, well, we've got to be out of our place in 30 days. I have nowhere to go. And literally they brought our family in all nine of us to be like, until until you find a place like there's no big deal you know and i think just being able to lean into uncomfortable conversations to just tell people where you're really at and i think I, that's when it comes to to friendships too is i want to know where people are really at you don't have to tell me that you're fine when you're not fine um when it comes to my siblings we are all very close um of course there's you know just natural family stuff that always comes up and you love each other through it but we're all spread out nowadays. Um, three of my brothers live here in Charlotte. Um, my parents are here in town as well. I'm from here, which is crazy. I never thought I'd be back here after college, but that's just how the cookie crumbled. Um, but I've got a brother in, in Nashville, Silas, my youngest brother and his wife live in Los Angeles. My sister's in Atlanta. So we're all over the place. And if I'm really honest, we've never had this sibling rivalry, but we are all high achievers. Um, I've got a brother in the NFL, my youngest brother, Silas, danced for the New York City Ballet for eight years up until COVID, uh, moved to New York when he was 14, just like running the arts world. So you've got the top level athletes and um, the arts. My sister's in the world of wine. I'm in real estate. You've got sales. You've got corporate recruiting. Like it's across the board, but all of us are each other's biggest fans. You know, I think if you have big family, um, you know, things always come up where it's like a you know, we called it the quick and the hungry, <laughs> move your feet. Like, um, you'll get left behind and we laugh about that. But at the same time, high achievers, but never in a space where we made any of us feel less than. And I think I look back at, you know, my childhood and really now in my adult years to say my siblings would do absolutely anything for me. We joke about, um, I love being in a big family because somebody might have a dollar I can borrow. And there's been times over the years where it's like, you know, my parents wanted to be there for Silas's big uh, arts dance, whatever it is, up in New York. And it's like, I don't have, we don't have any money to, you know, turn plane tickets around. And in one text message, you're like, I can do 50, I can do 100, I can do 200. And, and in, a tech, in five minutes, you're like, you're going to New York. You know what I mean? Wow, so it's just amazing. You look back on so many things and just say, I love being in a big family because it really teaches you how to be very, um, what's the right word for it uh you're like a chameleon you could just be all of the things and 
at the same time coming from a family where everyone's like hey, are any of you um underachievers like is anybody like um do this or that and i'm like listen we are each other's biggest fans and i think we also go by the motto like if i've got it you've got it um if i've got a if i've got a car you always have a ride and that's just how we roll so but it comes from my mom it's so funny that you mentioned that's that you feel like you know my dad yeah more. i want to like i want to like scroll now i know well, i gotta be posting more about belinda i feel like i talk I about both so. of them collectively a lot um and i think too just being grown and looking back yeah. at all the sacrifices that they made being in a space now where i'm like gosh i never really realized the sacrifices that they made to give all of us a chance and you know we're like best friends i never really went through like a middle school high school like i hate my mom kind of phase you know we've always been really tight and it's just fun happens. just fun hanging out with them these days as a grown grown folks being like can i come over and eat your groceries you know and they love it <laughs> that was actually always one of my favorite things going to my parents house and opening up the cupboard and i would just stand there and it was mainly just because there was a lot of yeah, the snacks were the best snacks. Uh, but snacks I, I want to know because I think which snacks? Grit. I said, I said free snacks. Free snacks are the best snacks. Oh. Whatever you got, I'll, I'm an availabarian. I'll eat what's available. Good, good, good. Then you would love the way that my husband prepares a fridge because he like literally extracts everything off of the stems. It's all fresh cut and it's in like glass jars. And so you can come in and just like eat right out of the fridge at any point with fresh fruit and vegetables. Okay, husband. So, yeah, he's Go, good. husband. He's like, come over. The snacks, the, the snacks are um, also pretty to look at too. <laughs> They're gorgeous and not bops. Um, but I wanted to ask because one, I, I think the way that you speak about your family and the experience that you had is different. And I wonder how often when you're hearing people speak about their childhood or their upbringing, do you feel, I mean, obviously you feel blessed, but do you feel like you could engage in support of how people could do it better? Because I feel like that's, a. I mean, even being a friend collector, not a lot of people can say that about themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, I think everybody has a different lived experience. And I think when you're willing to share yours, it kind of opens the door for other people to share theirs even in the highs, the lows, the messies, the in-betweens. And I think no one really talks about their childhood unless it's like, oh, I've had childhood trauma or it's always a negative. And it's like, how'd you grow up? How did you become who you are? You know, tell me about your family. Tell, tell me about your siblings. How did you get to be here? And I think I know those things about my friends is because I simply ask, you know, we talk about all kinds of things and it's not because you had a, a bad childhood. You know, a lot of people have a great childhood and no one asks them about it. How did you get to where you are now? And I always tell people from the beginning of any kind of interaction, it's like, listen, favor's not fair. It has followed me my whole life. And my life has never made sense on paper. And I look back on so many things from growing up to even being where I am now. And it's like, I didn't script any of this. And if you looked on just the facts, our life has never made sense to anyone. One, my parents have been married for, I guess this is almost 41 years. My dad's white. My mom's black. It wasn't trendy um, on Twitter or Instagram to be in interracial relationships 40 years ago. Um, like when you talk about uh, you've been disowned for like marrying my mom and very clear about that. And I look at so many things in my life where it's, you know, whether it's rejection or being kind of always in the middle, I can always see both sides of so many stories, whether it's 
race, religion. I grew up on one side of the tracks and went to private school on the other side of the tracks on a whole scholarship, you know? So it's almost like, I don't care if you own this building or if you clean this building, like I just love people. And I think that has been the superpower of, I think growing up in a big family, you learn just adjust and be really agreeable. But I think on the flip side, when you genuinely just care and that's always been something that was brought into my home with both of my parents, you know, that hard work and sacrifice, those weren't just like, hey, here's my credit card, go play. You know, when I graduated from college, I bought my first car. I didn't have a, I didn't have a car in college and the cars we grew up driving in high school were given to us, literally, like had never had a car payment. <laughs> like we joke about paying our hoop de doos like paid in full. I just want to have four hubcaps and working air conditioning and I would be the happiest person in the world. <laughs> but I literally grew up watching my dad like under the hood of a car, in the snow, in the cold, in the rain, because if he didn't fix it, we weren't going to school tomorrow. And my dad's not a mechanic. Like he would just figure things out and he was always so resourceful. And I look back now and I see him just living a great life. Like my brother bought them a house um, a few years back and just living in this season of true, just peace and joy where things don't feel so hard uphill both ways, literally that all of us, you know, look around and, you know, you're doing this and you're doing that. And, to never ask for anything, but it's like the joy of all of our hearts to be like, shoot, this is the best season ever because we've watched you as an example our whole lives, like leading with your heart and making every, there's always an extra seat at the table. You know, we always didn't have, mon I didn't, don't have something I can always give you, but my mom, if you met her today, she would literally tell you, I might not have money, but I will never be a poor person. And I think that mentality has followed me my whole life. And I got to get you connected with my mom. If you're going to be in Charlotte, I'm like, you need to meet Tamara. I love her. She already. has started the friend collection, you know, because she just leads with heart and loves people. And yes. she just has this magnetic, just spirit about her that people want to know who she is. And she's like, I'm just real regular. I just love people and whatever, everyone to everyone. She makes everybody feel like somebody. And I think that is a great trait to have. And you can't teach that in a classroom, you know? No, you really can't. And because so much about parenting is like caught, not taught. My mm. husband and I speak about this all the time. It's I like, we can teach them everything we think they should know, but they're not going to listen if we're not the example. And to really steward a home and to really steward a life, like those are the things that are fundamental to forever. It doesn't matter what your job looks like. It doesn't matter what the state of the world it is in. It doesn't matter who's in the election chair at all. None of these things matter. It really just does matter. Like the eye contact, the mm. people in front of you, how well are you loving them? And are you present in that process? And so you I love that caught, you said, caught not taught. Yeah, but I bet your kids, you catch them doing good things. And yes. that's always rewarded. Like my parents always caught us doing, I mean, of course, like we're just being kids. You probably caught me doing some bad things, but the praise <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah. when I catch you doing good things and the feeling of I mean, I'm 30, almost 33 years old, and there's not a time when something great happens in my life, and they're the first, they're the first to congratulate, to cheer us on. They're our biggest cheerleaders, you know, and they're the the pride of saying, 
I didn't do any of this. Like I didn't teach them how to be athletic or, you know, have brains and, uh, everyone's like is there an ugly one in the bunch i never really know what to do with that either like all my <laughs> siblings are extremely like attractive people not just physically it's like they we go out and people are like who are these like people and so it's one thing when you're out in the world by yourself it's another thing when you're out with like you know all, all your siblings yeah you and like, where did you all come from <laughs> like whoa another planet uh, but i'm gonna write that down I'm taught really not taught I'm not a yes, parent, but I know that when people catch me doing good things and tell me so, it's so encouraging because it's like you can't bless someone with a closed mouth. If I see something great that you're doing, I want you to know about it. I actually have a highlight bubble on my Instagram. It's called um, That's My Friend, Y'all. And when oh, I catch people doing great things, I'm like, my friend's on a podcast. She's in Forbes, like doing big stuff, like sold the business, doing whatever the big thing is. And when you just catch people doing great things and they're not looking for your praise, you just catch them doing good. And I think that those behaviors end up being replicated. It's like, wow, maybe I should start doing, you know, more encouraging people because it literally is a trickle effect. And then the way you feel when someone encourages you makes you want to share it all day long. I feel like you're writing a book right now. Like this is a, a for now book and conversation as you're just like, dropping little gems and you're doing it so freely. Like, this is so normal. I hope you recognize how unnormal it is and how it should be, right? It's like the way of, I believe, God's heart and how we should steward being a human. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really the antithesis of what most people experience. There's a gal on who's live who actually lives in Charlotte near you. Um, and I encourage her just a couple of weeks ago to go to Elevation for the first time. And she had been living in the area for several years and hadn't gone to church at all. And she just hadn't gotten invited into a community. And obviously COVID is a huge component of that. Um, and I was like, just go, just be in space with other people. Because as much as I love you through the internet, I can only love you so much. Right. And I want you to be in the energy of people. And she just mentioned earlier today that she was so grateful that she had gone because people were actually seeing her. And surprisingly, she was receiving hugs from strangers. Mm. And that is like, yes, it's the way of the church, but it's not the way of, of human race right now. And so I just want to give you kudos, encourage you that like the message you spread is so contagious. And the reason you have so many friends is because of the way you show up in the world as such a light and such a joy that so many people don't have access to. And that that is really, I think, the quality that your family is is drawn to, other people are drawn to is because they're like, wow, they're actually kind. Yeah. Like why, why does kindness have to be a, I never see this around out in the wild. Right? No one's kind. Right. And when you run into kind people, that should, that should be the, the baseline, just like excellence or anything else that when you make those things, just that's how you roll. It shouldn't be like, I haven't run into a kind person in months. You know, well, everyone is so focused on success, right? And we've learned about this even through Clubhouse. It's like, I'm a, a 17 figure earner, I'm a 37 figure <laughs> entrepreneur. I'm like, I make $100 a year. <laughs> I'm, a three figure, I'm a three figure earner. I make hundreds of dollars a year. What you talking about? And this is like real, though. This is such a real thing. And it's all people's resources are all 
geared towards success and a success version associated to finances. Like your mom said, I am rich. I am so rich. I might not have the bank account that you have in your nice I'll suit, but, but I'll never be a poor person. That's a different. That's different. A mentality. It's a heart set. And I just, I think there's a lot to what you're saying that we haven't even had conversations about here on the Fit and Faith podcast for seasons and running. So you have such a unique quality. And I think it's really important to, I know that it's not your nature to like hold this as like a gift, but it's, it's a talent. It's a gift that God's given you. It's just funny when people talk about talent or gifts, you know, my, my parents always told all seven of us growing up that your gifts will make room for you. And as long as it's legal, we'll support you hundred <laughs> percent, you know, for, for so long, it's like, what are the things that you're gifted in and how can we encourage that? So it's so interesting looking back, whether it was dance or sports and all these different areas of what lit us up. And my parents were like, I don't care about BMX biking or skateboarding or all these phases of life. Like that looks like a, a ER bill for being reckless <laughs> and I'm not here for it. And I look back and I'm like, geez, there's so many instances of being in spaces that didn't make sense to anybody else. But my parents are like, hey, whatever we can do to support you and that your gifts always come to the forefront. And I know specifically for my youngest brother, Silas, he was never interested in athletics. He loved the arts and theater and acting. And I remember as a kid, he was like singing opera, like in the mirror and fake crying and all these fun things that I think about now. And he's running the arts, like the world of dance choreography. He's about to do a huge, um, work with uh, the New York City Ballet again as like a guest artist. Like there's so many things I look back and I'm like, my parents weren't dancers and they weren't this or that, but it's like the things that his heart was drawn to that all of us were, you know, athletes. And here Silas was the performing arts kid. And my parents were like, um, my mom was taking money out of the grocery budget. Looking back when she told me that her weekly gro grocery budget for nine people is like, you know, 60 bucks. And I'm like, I go to the grocery store. I'm like, um, what do I feel like eating today? You know, like the things I don't even think about now were how do you make uh, the coffee break stretch? And when it comes to, like you said, seeing things in other people and doing something about it has been a lifetime of intention. I think uh, I have lots of conversations these days with my parents about how, how hard things really were. And I think as a parent, you protect your kids from so much, but sometimes you protect them from the reality of what really is. And we never knew that we were poor. You know, we always had friends over and there was always an extra seat at the Sunday, you know, after church table. And my mom always has something to give, whether it's an encouraging word or a little trinket or something. Even to this day, I'll come over and she's like, oh, I brought you flowers. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like grown. And it's like the little things that mean the most to me. Whereas sometimes people try to make these grandiose gestures that I'm a 57, you know, figure entrepreneur. And I'm like, I don't care what's keeping you up at night. You know, and you can talk to people about like what is really going on that I think a lot of people hide behind what's you know, visible, what, what you drive, what zip code you live in, what you do for work. And it's like, well, who are you when the lights go off? You know, who are you when you're by yourself and the things that, you know, 
are stirring on the inside. And I think that depth of, I've always kind of been like an old soul. I'm like, I just want to know. I, I'm just curious. I just want to know things. And I think in doing that, people really feel like I know them, not just I see them, like I know them. And I think there's a huge difference. So when you make the effort to care a little bit more than, you know, just liking people's posts on Instagram and you really know them, what they're really going through, I think that's where that heart to heart connection really takes off. And then people are like, I can meet someone, ask inquisitive questions, and then you feel like you've known them for your whole life and you might have just met. And I think that happens to me all the time in business too. I'm in real estate and I'm like, I don't have, co- I don't have clients. I just become people's like, you know, new best friend. It's great. <laughs> and your like specialty in that is in new construction, right? Which I find yep. so fascinating. So, I didn't homes, know that about that new you. car smell. That's so fun. Do you work <laughs> specifically with the contractors and the new homeowners and like you're the blend between? So I am the, I'm really the face of our builder. So I work for okay. a national company. We build on a whole bunch of different markets across the country, but say you're looking for a new home, but you want to build a new home. Like you would come to my community. I've built communities all over Charlotte. So it's so fun to drive through some neighborhoods that I, you drive through neighborhoods all the time. Like, Oh, I'm going to my friend's house. You know, got to turn on this street and turn on that street. Well, someone had to build those houses from the beginning when that was just like open land. They're always the first homeowner. And I get to be that person that says, Hey, like, let's figure out what you're looking for and how your family lives and what's not working in your current situation. Cause no one moves just for fun. Moving's not fun, but the only reason people move is to improve their lives. And I feel like I get to be that initial, how's your home search coming along? Like talk to me. And in this market, it is insane. People come in my door, like defeated. And I'm just like, I think when you can bring that empathy into the workplace and say, Hey, like, tell me what's really going on. Like, why are you moving? What's not working? How are you feeling in this market? And people will just be like, I've lost out on like five homes that I loved. And, you know, maybe we're, you know, needing to go in a different direction. And I feel like I get to be like their friend holding their hand and the biggest transaction of their life, whether you're a first time buyer or a move up buyer, or you're retiring, this is your last home. I love being a part of the process. And I always tell people like I build homes, but I love building hearts just as much. And when you just love people, like those things I think translate the most. So I'm like, I never feel like I'm ever going to work. I'm like, I just meet new people every day. We've become friends and I like to connect great people with great things. And I get paid to be myself. (laughs) You guys, if you are like overjoyed or feel like you need to quit your job and go find the thing that you're meant to do, I mean, that is so amazing. And people think that like you have to be an entrepreneur. I hear this all the time. Like I have to be an entrepreneur in order to live on purpose or be in purpose or actually pursue the mission on my heart. And I love the way that you show up to life in the antithesis of that, because I think people need to know that like, that's not for everyone. There's Mm -hmm. like a certain breed of people that that's right for. And I'm not the one. I'm like, right? I like to be backed by billions <laughs> or like, Come on. I'm like, I don't think I, 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 I think I have a very creative mind, but I don't think that creating something from scratch and building something is in my wheelhouse or my stack of cards. But I think I'm that person that, okay, you've got a great idea. You've got an incredible vision And you just need someone to go spread the word or to connect the right people and put them in the right seats. Like 
that's where I think I always have been able to be like, okay, well, here's the backing, but you can just go talk to people and marry them together. And before you know it, you know, it's like a match made in heaven. And I never thought I'd be in real estate of all things. And like, my parents never owned a home. We weren't running through model homes on the weekends. Um, and I knew nothing of about construction or sales. And, but when people see things in you that you don't see in yourself, like that's exactly what happened. Like, right as I was graduating from college. So I look back on so many things. I'm like, gosh, I never, I didn't script this life. Just like my parents look at all seven of us, like, well, we didn't script this either. And to see the the favor that has followed us. Um, I had these custom paintings done. One of my girlfriends, I literally found her on Facebook marketplace. And then by the time I picked them up, I was like, oh, we're best friends. Hey girl. Um, <laughs> but I see rainbows all the time. And I know you do too. Like this, not just colorful things that brighten up everybody's day, but I literally see rainbows. But this idea of always knowing that I'm covered, there's this covering that follows my life that I'm like, it doesn't have to make sense to anybody. Um, the things that are for me will never miss me and no one else can sign for my packages. Just like what's for Tamara isn't going to miss you. Like not going to come to my house. Um, please return to sender if it's not for me. <laughs> and I'm just always reminded that this covering is, it doesn't have to make sense. And so many people look at whether it's you're in business or, uh, maybe you're an entrepreneur and you're doing your own thing, but it's like, we're not all called for the same things for the same reasons in the same times. Maybe, maybe something changes and I want to go be an entrepreneur and go out on my own. But I think you can make a huge impact wherever you are, whether that's being in a business or starting a business or running a business. I think wherever you go, there you are. So if you're excellent in one space, you'll definitely show up that way in any room that you enter. I think the, the main perspective piece is like what's so critical for that, right? And to understand that like it really isn't just like you're talking about your siblings and like no rivalry in that space, but instead elevation. Mm -hmm. It's thinking to every situation, what could I bring to elevate this situation? Not to compete, not to step on anybody while I'm doing it, but instead to simply elevate the entire space. And so I think about that even just entering a room that has nothing to do with business or anything. It's just as a whole, I want to go in and elevate. And it's the word that I use specifically is illuminate. Like I just want to go in and just bring light. And that is, it's, it's an easy thing to do. And I say that because so many people don't get it and they want this like unique quality about themselves. Fit and Faith Media Co. is dedicated to activating mission-driven leaders in the marketplace by way of publishing, press, and play. Because your story doesn't just matter to you. It matters to move others. We help you dissect and share your message through podcasting, book writing, and business development. These three areas are exactly how my team and I have opened doors to stages, become the best-selling author I always dreamed I'd be, and even the entrepreneur that energetically and joyfully shows up to serve each and every day. Literally nothing I do feels like work. Every day feels like play. And we'd love to help you live the same life of freedom and fun. If you're a speaker, a writer, or an aspiring business owner, let's jump on a call today to vision cast your future together. Go to www.fitinfaithmedia.com. Again, that's fitinfaithmedia.com. Book your call. If you're a founder, an innovator, a trailblazer, or a wannabe, we can help you get there. Let's do it. 
how would you share with someone to like, how do I find my gift or how do I, how do I even step into something that doesn't have a typical like um, business or job title, like friend collector, thing <laughs> like that, right? Like that's a job title, but in a, in the kingdom, it's a job title in the kingdom. Well, I think for a lot of people, the things that other people see as, you know, talent or gifts are things that come to you like breathing. And for me, when people say, oh my gosh, like you can just walk in any room and talk to anybody. How do you do that? My heart's racing when I have to talk to people I don't know or I'm not comfortable with, like, I don't know how you do it. And for me, I'm like, well, look, let's, we're just going to go talk to a stranger like right now. And here's how you, how you do it. Sometimes I was, I was joking with um, someone a few days ago, I was out at an event that I didn't really know a bunch of people and you, know, you go to places and you know, you bring someone along and they're like up under you the whole time. Like I would rather have come by myself because I'm going to have to like babysit you because you don't like talking to people <laughs> and you're going to be like attached to me the whole time. And I'm trying to go like talk to strangers. Like I love, I love it. But I literally sometimes will go up to people that I don't know. And you're like, Oh, hi, I'm Joy. I'm like, do you have a name? And people will be like, excuse me. Like, did she just ask me if I have a name? <laughs> and it's the best, it's the best icebreaker because one, I'm not a small person. I'm six foot one flat footed. I always have heels on. I just feel the most me in heels. But of course you walk in a room and people are like, like people make shoe contact before they make eye contact with me just to confirm that I'm actually this tall. <laughs> and so sometimes I'll go to people and I'm like, Oh, hi, I'm Joy. Do you have a name? And I literally have told so many people that over the years that if you want to go, go to some random place that you've never been with people you do not know and walk up to them and be like, Oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. Do you have a name? And it's so disarming that they're like, of course I have a name. And then before you know it, you're just like in conversation but the things that you just do naturally are your gifts that other people perceive as skill or talent or something that you work hard on to perfect. And it's like, I just wake up and be me. And in doing so, people are like, wow, what great gifts and talents that you have. And I think for those that, I mean, I see my friends who are artistic or creative and I'm like, how do you see like photography or you know, right, whatever that thing is that you are so strong in that you're like, oh, I can, I write poems on the back of napkins. And I'm like, my brain just does not think like that. So to encourage someone who's watching this now or later is to say, what are the things that people are always speaking into your life? Like, gosh, you're so creative. Like you should go write a book. You should post your work online. You should sell something or whatever that thing is that you're like, Oh, I do this just for fun. Or what are those things you do for fun that could be turned into a career or a paycheck and the things that light you up naturally that don't feel like resistance. And for me, it's just connecting with people. So if I get paid to be me, then that doesn't feel like I'm going to work. Like sometimes I'm like, I can't even believe I get paid for this. You know, <laughs> I, I sell a lot of homes. But at the end of the day, it's like I collect a lot of friends and then you just become you just end up being the mayor of the neighborhood. People see yes. my car and they're like, oh, Joy's in the neighborhood. I feel safe. <laughs> or the kids will get off the bus and like pop in my office and be like, Miss Joy, can I be your assistant? And I'm like, I don't pay very well, but sure. <laughs> so it's encouraging those things. But like if you see something, say something. And what are the things that people yeah. are always saying about you or to you directly that everyone can't be wrong? You know what I mean? Like the things that people consistently tell me about myself that I think deep down I know, 
but it almost feels like, well, this is just easy. This is not talent. This feels easy. And those are your gifts. Well, and I think when we we process through the Bible and, and you've been such a, like a sharpener for me over the last year, even just via silly things that we've said back and forth to each other, but it's like, it kind of puts you erect because the way that you drop information, it's like, oh, that was, that was actually really good. I should actually step into that more. Um, but it's this understanding that like gifts and talents aren't something that we do have to strive for. And yet that feels like what that's what everyone's doing. Like, what's my calling? What's my purpose? It's like, it's way over there. Go run, mm -hmm. go faster, go hard towards it. When it's just like, if you just, it's already there. Me, it's, feels so freeing and so restful. And so again, it's an anti-culture. And so I just, I love that about you. And I think if more people could unlock that for themselves, they wouldn't feel like they're constantly overwhelmed, stressed, inundated, even sick, like literally physically literally sick. sick. And I know your physical you know, realm has been something you've also poured into a lot. So I'd love to just close since we're on the Fit and Faith podcast, like the faith perspective, whether it be through your childhood into where it is now, or like, how do you show up and practice this understanding and even just gratitude back to God for the, for the gift, for the ease, for the understanding of thyself? Well, I think daily I have this saying that I just ask for grace for today. When my feet hit the floor, this idea that his grace is sufficient for me, that, you know, my power is made perfect in your weakness. Like I don't have all the answers. I am in a high stress environment. Like if you just look at the facts, like work wise and everything else, I'm like, you're like, how do you manage a multi, 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 multi million dollar business and do all these other things? We're like watching your life is exhausting. And I'm like, I feel the best about my life when I'm maximizing my responsibilities and the things that light me up. Um, and so I think when it comes to this idea of how do I incorporate my faith, my fitness, uh, work, the things that are my gifts that feel just easy and light. And it's like, you know, I, I think gratitude is a huge practice for me that, you know, sometimes I, I close my eyes and think, wow, where I am right now, the things I see around me in my physical space are things I used to just pray for. You know, as kids, we used to say, oh, we would tell stories. Like we didn't have a TV growing up. My parents were like, eh, it's a no. And we had these things called imaginations that just don't exist in children anymore. And we used to tell these like lofty stories of what would it be like to be rich and have all these like things. And I can tell you like those things never fill your heart up. But if you have them, it's like, hey, I'm not taking a vow of poverty again. Um, you know, I want to have nice things and I want to work hard and do the whole nine. But it's like, to look around your life and just be so grateful for the people, the, the maybe the physical things that you have and can use and touch and enjoy, but those things don't define you. I think people who walk into my story now just assume that I've had it made in the shade. You know, I love fashion. I love all these different things. I, I like to do my makeup. I like getting my hair done. These nails are excessively bright and I'm like, why not? Um, <laughs> however, you look around and you're like, I'm so incredibly grateful for the little things because I find that those things compound, you know, just like good decisions, you know, when it comes to like faith or fitness, when you stack good decisions on top of good decisions, those things compound. And before you know it, you can't stack a bunch of good decisions and have bad outcomes. And so I think for a lot of people, the same in reverse, you stack bad decision on bad decision, but you don't feel the effects of it right away. You wouldn't probably be making those decisions, but those things compound too. So I'm just always very aware that 
favor's not fair. I have this covering that has followed me forever and will continue in the future, but a daily practice of gratitude and just asking for grace, you know, a sufficient grace that it's never too much. It's never lacking in any way. There's some days, you know how it is, like you're running, 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 running. And you're like, I don't even know how I did that. And you look back and I'm like, because I asked for sufficient grace for today, for what I needed today. I don't need to know what's on my calendar for this week, this month, in five months. What's my game plan, business plan, whatever plan that always gets blown in the weeds. (laughs) And I just ask God, I'm like, I just need grace for today. And that gives me so much clarity and peace that I don't have to worry about what's on my agenda or schedule for tomorrow because I can rest in the fact that he's going to provide what I need in this moment right now. And when I wake up in the morning tomorrow, my feet hit the floor and I ask for the same thing and he always provides it. So I think being aware of the things that he's given you as gifts and talents, the things that he has provided for you in your physical space. And then to look back and be like, I can't wait to see what you're going to do with my life because it's a surprise to me too. <laughs> Period. <laughs> always thing, surprised. Like, we I'm can, like, well, didn't write that one down. We can plan it all. I mean, we've changed so much in the past year, like how many people we've met and connected with and have these just like heart connections with. I've been I've spent like the whole week this week almost with like Darian Sanders and Amelia Antonetti and like people that you just like look up to and admire. And then they're just like they want to breathe in your air just as much, you know, Uh, so it's just it's great when you can just be yourself. You know, I think so many people are trying to be other people or emulate what other people are doing. And it's like, if you can get paid to be you and if you can bring your full self into any space that you enter, that's what people are attracted to. Nobody wants you to be a different version of yourself or be like somebody else. They're like, no, I love Tamara because she's Tamara and she brings all of these different amazing qualities to the table. And when you, and when she's there, you feel it. And when she's not, you feel it. And I always tell people that is my definition of impact that when you're there, it's known. And when you're not, people miss it. So to be that person that you do leave impact wherever you go and that you just change the temperature in every room that you walk in by simply just being full of yourself. Boom. You guys, I am so excited to just like go do the very next thing that I have to do. And also so <laughs> Off to the next thing. <laughs> what else is on my agenda today? <laughs> I am. I'm so grateful for you and just um, our friendship that's is still growing. There's so much opportunity for us to just spend more time together. Uh, and I can't wait to be in Charlotte soon to be able to do you better that. Let but me know. I'm like, I will clear I, my know calendar. I'm sending it right now. Say um, I'm like, send me the itinerary, all the details, and I will make I will make myself. Available. I can't wait to go talk with strangers with you. It's gonna be <laughs> and so don't fun. forget, you walk up to someone that you don't know, and you're like, "Hi, I'm Tamara. Do you have a name? Do you have a name? <laughs> Let me know how it goes. Like this could be like a huge like experiment in yes, how to get out totally of your own way. Yeah, I think we could totally market this to be like how do ice icebreakers with strangers. So good. I'm challenging everyone I know. New challenge. Do you have a new challenge? Yeah, I love it. Joy, I love you. Thank love you, you too, so friend. much for being here. Y'all, if you want to hang out with Joy, you can get on Instagram. That's where you're at most these days, right? I hang out on Instagram the most. Yeah. All right. Sure. All right. But next time in person. See you guys. Done. Done. Y'all have a great day. 
Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and this is going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.